This is episode 130 for Tuesday, April 9th, 2018, brought to you today from Rowlett, Texas. This week, we are visiting Bankhead Brewing Company. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, and Powers, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Alright, we have the four of us here. We are at Bankhead Brewing. We're going to have a full day of drinking ahead of us, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we may die. Uh, but that's okay, because we rode the train. So we don't have to worry about driving or anything. Uh, but right now, we're at Bankhead Brewing in Rowlett, and I have to say that this place is incredible. Uh, we're sitting outside on the patio. We've had a flight already. I'm on flight number two. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Sawyer just joined us because he missed the train the first time, so he had to catch the next train and catch up with us. So now he has to literally catch up with the drinking, too. But anyway, so I'm joined here by Sawyer. How's it going, Sawyer? Man, it's going. All right, thank you for that. I'm also joined by Travis. How's it going, Travis? Pretty good. Looks like Sawyer is still coming off his honeymoon hangover because he just got back from Jamaica not too long ago. Actually, I had a hard time getting drunk in Jamaica. And here comes our food. All right, then. Well, there we go. No, he never turned down free alcohol. So, yeah, that's even better because we are a beer podcast. And apparently we're getting beer for free, so that's even better. Totally glad we decided to do this podcast episode here today. (laughs) Also joined by Powers. How's it going, Powers? I'm doing a lot better now that I know I'm getting free beer. We were doing pretty great before that, though. No, this place is awesome. And this food looks great just to add to the amazing character of the beer that we've had so far. Like, I've had a flight, and I've got a pint going on right now of this wheat ale that they've got. It's really great. I think they need a band here. We should get on that. Well, let's talk about these beers, actually. They have a very wide selection of beers here, but it's all very, you know, classic. I don't want to say safe. Classic examples, uh, nothing crazy. We got American Light Lager, Munichellis, American Blonde, American Wheat, uh, Hefeweizen, German Pilsner, Vienna Lager, German Bach, Oatmeal Stout, West Coast IPA, New England IPA, Double IPA, Belgium One, and Triple. Nothing crazy. I don't see anything that says, like, you know, f- fruit, some kind of weird, like, raspberry wheat or anything like that. They're all just very plain, classic examples. And from the two flights that I've had, all of these beers are just absolutely incredible. 
Well, I will say that Sawyer does have a bourbon barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout in front of him there, which could be interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, she did say that they had that on tap, or it was not on the menu originally. Did you say the wheat had pomegranate in it? Yeah, the pomegranate wheat was uh, an American wheat. I think it was called Gussy Up. And uh, the pomegranate came through pretty strongly, but it was uh, a decent balance. I liked it. Okay, I guess I missed that one when I was looking at it. But anyway, um, well, our food just got here, so I think we're going to take a break real quick and, and eat, and then we'll come back and talk more beer. And we are back. After our lovely meal, it was very tasty, and uh, really just wanted to kind of take in all the sights. This is actually my second time out here at Bankhead. Uh, the first time, I went by myself and rode rode the blue line all the way out, and uh, that seemed like the smartest idea since I live in Arlington, uh, pretty much an hour drive from here. So I rode the public transit, and the train station is just a mere five-minute walk from uh, this location. Really convenient. Uh, I highly recommend for anyone who's in the, the DFW area who has access to public transit to certainly do that. Come out here and uh, try the wares here at Bankhead Brewing. And uh, before we talked about some of the beers, I wanted to mention a little bit about the history of Bankhead. Uh, on their website, bankheadbrewing.com, they do talk about that, that uh, here beneath the Rowlett uh, Water Tower, which Currently, they are renovating, if you can hear the construction sounds in the background. Uh, it was established the Bankhead Highway. And so the Bankhead Highway was one of the first transcontinental highways built in 1916 that ran from Washington, D.C. to San Diego. The route included 850 miles through Texas, including a span through downtown Rowlett. You can even see the three original bridges from the old highway peeking out of Lay Ray Hubbard, just south of Highway 66. Which, that's true. There are still some old pillars that are sticking out of the lake. One of the first of its kind, the Bankhead Highway, was a pioneering venture and proof of American ingenuity and progress. Today, 100 years later, Bankhead Brewing uses the same spirit to craft delicious, local-made, artisanal beer. And uh, the location there, and I feel like someone told me that it was an old bank building. I could be wrong on that, but it's... Uh, it's right on the main strip, just, just, uh, just south of the, of the train station. And one thing that really stuck out to me about their beer is that, you know, there, there's nothing that's really over the top, nothing too crazy or, or just off the wall. But it's all really well made. It's all really well crafted. Um, if you listen to the Blue Bonnet episode last week, we spoke with one of the owners. And he said that their focus was on historical styles. And that's something that I think a lot of breweries have gotten away from recently because they want to make the biggest new thing to hit the market. You know, something that's bourbon barrel aged and off the wall and with a ton of fruits and, you know, special coffee you can only get three days a year from some South American country, whatever like that. But I really like that they are making and focusing on classic styles and doing them very well. Um, this is my second trip here, and I've just basically drank all their lagers because I'm continually impressed on how well they're doing 
making lagers, just how clean, how crisp, fresh, and uh, that's really what really stands out to me. All right, so I think each of us has at least one beer that we're going to probably highlight and talk about uh, from this place. Like we were saying, everything here is phenomenal. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed ever since uh, ever since Blue Bonnet even last week and then just being here and trying all of their different beers is that if you see a style that you're looking for on their menu uh, and you order that style, you are going to like what you what you order. Like that's just straight up what this place is about. They do everything by the book based on classic styles and it's just done very well. Now, what I have in front of me right now is their German Bach. Uh, it's called Hoot Nanny, ringing in at <laughs> ringing in at six point eight percent ABV. And just looking at this beer, it is it is the prettiest beer I might have ever seen. I might have also had some already, um, so I might be feeling pretty good already. But it is a really nice kind of deep. Orange red, brilliantly clear as balls. I have to use all of those descriptors to describe this beer because you can you can see the imperfections of the brick wall through this beer. It's great. Aroma has this really nice malt character. A lot of uh, toasted malts. Uh, you know, just really clean. Uh, the flavor... Get a lot of that same clean lager character. Really nice malt. Um, you know, sem- you know, not too dry of a finish. Uh, you know, it's it's six point eight percent. You don't get too much of the alcohol warmth. Uh, it's got a medium mouth, medium body mouth feel. I'd say. Um, but just coming down to this, it's just, this is just a very good example of a very good Bach. Uh, I'd say if I were to, if I were to give a poundability rating to this, it'd probably be a, eh, probably out of six. It's got a fuller mouthfeel, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff going on with the, with the flavor, but it's, you know, definitely one of like at any other brewery i'd probably say that this would be the star of the show uh you're gonna find from what the other guys talk about that this might not even be the a top five beer at this brewery which is you know just astounding to think about you know to think about the type of quality that this place has so you know i'm gonna hand it off to you know somebody else to talk about another beer sawyer seems really excited so let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and hand it off to him and I'm back. Sorry, we were conversing with the waitress. Oh. Okay. Her name is Katie. Her name is, yeah, fantastic. All right. So first off, the food here is amazing. Um, I had the fish and chips. I don't know if Powers mentioned that he also had that. Yeah, he's given two thumbs up. Yeah, super good. Um, and uh, I really like the fact that on their menu, their beer menu, they list the differences between an ale and a lager. I don't know if y'all noticed that earlier. 
But uh, I think that's really neat. And there's actually, it, it, it kind of goes on for a good paragraph. So See, I was mistaken at first. It says, what beer type are you? I thought it said, what type of beer are you? Like one of those personality <laughs> things you answer in the Cosmo magazine. We now. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm going to talk about the Classy Chassis, uh, which is a really, really great Belgian blonde, as they call it. Uh, it's it's yellow, and uh, it's also balls clear. Uh, I can see Travis through it in his red and white hat, which is not necessarily white. Uh, it's kind of like pea color. So, yeah, you might want to watch that. <laughs> JK, JK. Uh, let's see. It's got a nice malty aroma to it, very sweet. Um, not a whole lot of hop in the aroma, so let's take a drink. Same kind of comments, maybe just slightly bitter, but nothing too over the top, not like an IPA or a pale ale. Um, and as far as a poundability rating, probably 10. I mean, it's pretty easy drinking, you know? I mean, it's it's not like Hackershore where it's 11, but you know, it's it's pretty dang good. So yeah. All right, who wants to go next? All right, so I want to talk about Devil Wagon, which is their uh, Hellas, I believe, right? Yep, <clears throat> Munich Hellas. It is Hellas good. Rings in at 4.4% ABV, 20 IBU. Uh, their blurb says clean, malty, pale gold, dry finish, and that describes it to a T. It was fantastic. Um, it was fantastic. We talked for a minute uh, when we first got here about how all of their stuff was, you know, very good, just classic examples. And uh, I was reminded of my time when I was up in Colorado and I went to Prost. And that was the thing that really stood out to me about that brewery was that they chose to go the very classic route, very good recipes, good clean beers, just fantastic. And this place is very similar to that. So, oh, she walked away. I was going to get her my car. She walked away. Anyway, um, everything that I've had minus one, I've given over four bottle caps on untapped. The only thing that I didn't really absolutely love, it was still good, just didn't absolutely love it, was the backseat driver uh, their American Blonde. It was kind of hoppy and it had a kind of a lemongrass note to it. Um, but other than that, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the Low Beams American Light Lager was very good. Obviously, the Devil Wagon was fantastic. Um, the Auga, the German Pilsner, which Sawyer talked about, was also very good. Um, they did mention on their on their um, description here that they used Hallertau Miltelfrühe. Which is a you know very uh, a good clean German hop. I have not tried the giggle water yet actually, and I've got it sitting right here in front of me. Um, it's in my flight, so I'm going to try it real quick. This is their Vienna Lager. I did miss it again. That's okay. Uh, the Vienna Lager, the giggle water, amber, rich and smooth multi finish, 4.4% ABV, 20 IBU. It is a very dark, 
amber color, but extremely clear. As Sawyer would say, clear as balls. Very malty aroma. Oh, wow. Very smooth. Very rich and malty. I really like that one. It is, yeah. I, <clears throat> is this the one that you talked about, Powers? No, this, I, I talked about the Bach. Okay, the Bach. Yeah. Sorry, I stepped away for a minute. Um, no, the Giggle Water, the, the Vienna Lager, that's fantastic. It's malty, it's rich, it's smooth. Um, I can't find anything negative to say about it, which is basically all of these beers. I can't find anything negative to say about anything that I've had. Uh, the Hoot Nanny, the German Bach, was very good. Uh, I had that one on my last flight. Mile Marker 3, the New England style IPA, was very citrusy and tropical, very juicy, uh, very good. Um, I will have to say, though, <clears throat> that the Wheels Off West Coast IPA, I should have read the description before I ordered it because they do list Mosaic as the first hop. It was good. I mean, it, for, for what it is, being a uh, Mosaic IPA, it was very well crafted. There were no flaws. It was just, it had Mosaic. And... Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of coming around the mosaic train, but that one was very mosaic to me. Uh, they also mentioned Amarillo and Equinot hops. Equinot? Now it's an E-K-U-A-N-O-T. Equinot. Maybe. Equino. <laughs> Who n- knows? Yeah, anyway. Um, <coughs> boo. <laughs> if you ever find yourself on the east side of Dallas in the Rala area, you would be very happy stopping here at Bankhead and getting a flight of whatever style you like. There's a lot of things here. They've got oatmeal stout. Uh, they have a, a wide variety of uh, wheat beers, Hefeweizens. Obviously, their lager game is on point, as the kids would say. Uh, and the food is fantastic. I had the burger. Uh, burger was great. Had some spicy pickles on it, which were also fantastic, by the way. Um, I have nothing bad to say about this place. The ambiance is great. We're sitting out on the patio. Beautiful day outside. Even on a rainy day, this place great. Yeah, probably so. All right, and I, uh, as this is my second time out here, I opted for mainly loggers. Uh, most everything I had the first time was was things I haven't had yet today. But today I tried the Low Beams, which is the uh, their light American lager, basically a Bud Coors Miller direct comparison. And my God, if it wasn't just as good or if not better than what you can buy off the shelf, that was uh, very good. Also tried the Backseat Driver, uh, their American Blonde Ale, which uh, had a pretty high hop content to it, uh, hop flavor hop finish uh the bitterness really came through in that one the uh, i tried two wheats gussy up american wheat and hoofers heft the bavarian hefeweizen and the the german hef was spot on i mean you had your clove notes your banana notes the the yeast character was first and foremost which is as it should be in the style that really came through and and uh, that's exactly what you want on that one and the gussy up was good it was also paired with pomegranate which I didn't expect at first because I hadn't read the, des- the description until I tasted it. And I, I wrote down pomegranate, and then I looked at the description and said pomegranate. So I felt 
give myself a little pat on the back for nailing that one. So that's a little different, but uh, still good. Decently balanced between the, the fruit character and whatnot. <coughs> and I also tried the the Giga Water, as uh, Chris was talking about, which was fantastic. I mean, it's just spot on. And uh, last week at Blue Bonnet, we had a few things. We had the Oga, their German lager pilsner, um, which is very good also. Certainly would score in the 40s in the BGCP as far as the classic example. Just their lagers are really crisp, clean. Um, they don't play around. They don't trick it up. I agree, kid. But he said, you don't win this round. <laughs> And uh, they also had their double IPA on at Blue Bonnet. <laughs> yeah, and that one I remember was very dank, very rich, very intense. Um, <laughs> Hang on, here's Chris. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was as dank as the, um, was it, uh, oh, dang it, what was it called? Wheels Off. Off the map is a double IPA. It does say loads of mosaic, but I didn't think it was nearly as as dank as the wheels off was. I, I felt like the mosaic came through in that one a lot more than off of the uh, off the map double IPA. There's a lot of malt background happening in off the map that kind of helped to cover cover up the dankness, and I think the Simcoe hops probably came through a little bit stronger on that one for me than the mosaic. Yeah, and when Powers and I were walking around Blue Bonnet yesterday, or last week, yeah, not yesterday, (laughs) I couldn't do these back to back. Um, We did notice that there was a big big, uh, percentage of New England IPAs and really big, fat, dank IPAs. I mean, we were over at RAR, had their Mr. Wiggles. Mr. Wiggles, yeah, which Chris has a love-hate with that. Um, and there's lots of other really just intense, dank ones, and and that that's part of the trend of, of today's beer scene. All right, so I have an announcement. My total check-ins on Untapped is currently at 971. It's gonna happen today. I'm gonna break a thousand. Nine thousand? I mean, have we have we talked about what we're going to next? We have. No. Yeah. All right. Well, if we haven't, we're uh, we're going to Big Texas Beer Festival 2018 at Fair Park in downtown Dallas. In just a second. Uh, and they're gonna have over 500 different. Beers there, uh, some that will be one-offs, some will be very rare, some will be in Firkins, which will be Firkin awesome. Um, I see what you <laughs> uh, So, if I drink all 500, I mean, I'm just saying, this could be a good day. I might be dead, but this will be a good day. Anyways, I want to talk about one more beer, and this one's not on the beer list currently, but it is on tap here at Bankhead. Uh, the Liquid Language, which is a Russian Imperial Stout on Nitro, which typically things on Nitro are not my favorite, but this one's pretty good. Uh, it's it's black. Um, you cannot see through it. It's got a nice brown head to it. 
Lots of roastiness smells. I'm, I'm already a little buzzed. Uh, how would you describe that? Lots of dark chocolate. And roast, but I mean the 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 chocolate really comes through. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, like a lot. Oh my god, and it tastes that same way. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward, though. It's very creamy. Yes. Very, sm- very creamy, very smooth. Uh, the you know full-bodied mouthfeel. It's sweet, but it's not over the top. I, I think it is, it's a Russian Imperial oatmeal stout, if I'm not mistaken. Where is Frato when you need him with the oatmeal? You definitely get a lot of that um, bourbon barrel character. I mean, there's a slight touch of vanilla kind of on the back end of it from the barreling, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, it's just creamy, rich, full poundability of like two <laughs> it's it's basically just that big nasty stout that you know you tastes it. pretty good exactly you love to hate it you know right yeah whenever i smelled it i got more of the bourbon and oak character that really came through um as it warms that comes through even more uh, definitely dark chocolate notes uh, i was surprised in the flavor that vanilla was something I really picked up on more so than I did in, in the aroma. Uh, also got some oak and bourbon in the flavor, dark chocolate notes. It was a little hot. And so I don't know the ABV on it. I'm assuming it's 10 plus by the way it came across. <laughs> Chris is reporting live on the scene right now that it's 13%, uh, 79 IBUs. So that's um, <laughs> I, I would believe that based on based on the the appearance that I got <clears throat> the perception that I perceived when perceiving the perception it was a uh, it was a little hot but other than that I mean it had all the great flavors and aromas you look for in a uh, bourbon barrel aged beer if they could just ease up on the warmth a little bit then I think this would be spot on. There's one other item that she brought to the table. Um, <laughs> it's in a glass bottle, uh, black screw top. It says uh, malt, malt something. Malt vinegar. Barley, corn, uh, malt vinegar diluted with water to 5% acidity. Oh, yeah, it smells like vinegar. So, yeah, we're not going to drink that. It said malt on it, though, so I was like, ooh, let's try this. No, no, we're not going to do that. It came with the fish and chips. The fish and chips, yeah. Did you use any of that on your fish and chips? Uh, On the fries. On the fries? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you do that on the fries. That's how you eat fish and chips. Well, you missed out on that there, Sawyer. It's the malt vinegar, the house recipe malt vinegar. It says, enjoy this malt vinegar on fish and chips and in your favorite recipes. I'd rather have malt liquor on my fish and chips. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> so, um, I will say, and this is probably difficult to back up with any certainty, but of all of the brewery spotlights that we've done, as as far as it goes, all of the beers 
this is probably the most well-rounded and best brewery that I've been to in a very long time. Every single thing that we tried today has been just absolutely incredible. Zero flaws across the board. The food is great. The ambiance is great. I wish this place was closer to home because I would spend way too much money here. <laughs> and, you know, <clears throat> did we talk about how we got out here? The train and everything? Okay, so we rode the train from Arlington. And it was an hour and a half-ish train ride out here, but totally worth it. Um, especially since we're going to big Texas, not going to drive all the way out here. But if we were driving all the way out here for drinks and dinner, lunch, whatever... I would totally do it. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Ever since Travis came out here in October, you know, talking about how awesome this place was, I've, I've been wanting to come out here, and I'm totally glad that we made the trip before we hit up Big Texas. Yeah, I can definitely tell you this has been uh, my favorite brewery spotlight to be a part of. <laughs> Granted, it is my first, yes. I only just started doing the field trips with Brew Styles. I only just recently started with Brew Styles. But, um, yeah, no, this has been a great experience. I really like it. We didn't even sit inside. Inside even looks really nice, really well done, just very classy, exactly. And so, you know, even if we weren't outside, it'd be a great time. Um, yeah, great beer, great atmosphere. And we're about to head out to Big Texas. Anybody else have anything to say? I'm definitely pleased that we were able to come out. It's uh, it's a shame that this place doesn't have more buzz in the North Texas, you know, social media scene than what it deserves. Because I've been to a, a, a large percentage of the breweries in North Texas. Of course, there's always new openings that I'm missing out on. But uh, I've been to, I would say, at least 75%. Um, but this is... This is one of the best in DFW. And if I can do my little part on our podcast to to promote it, then, then that's what we'll do because it's definitely worth your trip, worth your time, worth your business for sure. Bankhead Brewing, Rowlett, Texas. Well, there's a table over here in the corner that apparently has seen us over here doing this, and they would like to talk to us. So we're going to head over that direction. We've all paid out, so we're good leaving our table here. We'll make our way over here to the corner. And uh, Sawyer made contact with these guys first, so I'm going to give him the mic, and he can handle this. Thanks. Okay. What is your name? I'm Carol. Hi, Carol. I'm Sawyer. It's nice to meet you. Well, welcome to uh, the Brew Styles podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. And how did you hear about us? I noticed your name on the back of your shirt. Oh, that's right. We're, we're wearing the shirts. Oh. Oh. We do. Yeah, in Arlington. <laughs> so have y'all been able to find us on uh, online yet? We have. Already looked you up. Listen to the podcast now. Good. Do not start with episode number one. It's awful. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely horrible. We're up to 127 episodes now. This is 1.30? Okay, I've missed a couple, so I just got married. You've been in Jamaica. Yes, yes. So, thank you. Anyways, well, we wanted to come say hi. Uh, this is Powers. I'm the newest member. Yep. 
He's our he's our fourth person. This is Chris. Hi, Chris. And I don't know where Travis went, but he's here. Uh, <laughs> so, what are your plans for the rest of the day? Any more beer drinking after this? Absolutely, all day. Beer drinking all day. That's the way to go. That's our plan too. We're actually headed to downtown Dallas for the Big Texas Beer Festival. So. So, what's your favorite brewery in this area so far? Here. Here. Yeah, definitely Bankhead. Oh, um, let's see. I, I, probably the Auga. The Auga is my favorite beer, for sure. So, the Hoot Nanny is good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Giggle water is good. Yep. Yep. So, anyways, well, thank you for checking us out. We hope y'all keep listening, and we actually have to go to catch a train. So, we took the train all the way from Arlington. So, <laughs> it is. Yep. So, we said we had to give out at least 10 cars today, so at least All right, turn this off. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where we talked about Bankhead Brewing in Rowlett. You definitely need to come check this place out. It's fantastic. Join us next week. Uh, well, actually, we're going to be going to Big Texas here in about an hour. So, uh, But that episode will be live next week. So check us out next week whenever we go to the Big Texas Beer Festival 2018 in Dallas. Cheers until then.